When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, we talked about the Russell Wilson, Mike Purcell thing for 15 minutes. So I think we, I think we can move on from that, even though I'm sure nobody else in the media will uh, <laughs> here in Denver. But uh, I, I think we do need to we, we need to talk about Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Nick, and, and the offense. Um, you know they've tried some different things. Clint Kubiak's calling plays now. It seems to be the same issues. Uh, honestly, they just look very inept. Um, you know, it, it seems like half the time they they they're not even running like real plays. I, I know they are, but like there's just certain times where it's like what what, what was the design there? Like what were they trying to do? Uh, and, and I think that. It's safe to say, Nick, with the way the offense is playing, there's still no improvement that I think Nathaniel Hackett's job is on the line. Um, and, and honestly, there was part of me yesterday after the game that I thought we might wake up to news um, that he might be gone this morning. Of course, we haven't we haven't seen anything. I, I, I now think I, I, I think sometimes after games, Nick, you get caught in the moment and you're like, oh, they, they've got to they got to make a change. And then the next day you're like, oh, no, they don't. They do not need to make a change. It's, it, you know let it play out a few more weeks, whatever. But uh, just what were, what are your thoughts on, on Hackett another, and just another, you know, disappointing offensive game? Well, it, it's definitely uh, a disappointing, uh, the, the outcome. And it's once again, here's the same story being told in a different way or a different week. Uh, I'm not going to say it's all on, on, on Hackett. I know he's a guy out front. So that, that is kind of the, the appearance, but, uh, when you when you look at the game itself, it, it's miscues and missed opportunities. Let's be totally honest about the situation. Now, Brian Burns, I mean, who, who is, in fact, magnificent edge rusher, and the Carolina Panthers were thinking about trading him at the trade deadline. I mean, he, he, he pulled basically a Max Crosby on this uh, Broncos offense. Uh, and the two games that the Broncos have played, the Raiders, Crosby has wrecked this offense, and Burns did the same thing yesterday. They moved him around. They put him over Cam Flemings. And then they moved him or put him over Calvin Anderson. Same results. And I'll say this. There were opportunities for the Broncos to move the ball down the field. And there was some positive plays. But in typical Broncos fashion, you know, there were some drive killers. There were there was penalties, fumbles. I mean, you go, you talk about the, the fumble by uh, Jalen Virgil. Uh, unexpected. And the Broncos lost the turnover battle. Uh, yesterday against a, a team that I said in our preview uh, last week that even though the offense for the Carolina Panthers was uh, kind of like in, in flux and in chaos, that defense still has some quality players that can really put pressure on this Broncos de- offense. And we, we saw that. So that, that's kind of the frustrating part. And I'm sure Coach Hackett is frustrated uh, about it because every time he goes up there to the podium and he's asked a question, George, it's always, well, I have to look at the film to see what happened. I mean, he knows what's happening because he's watching it just like we are, but he wants to go back and just see if there's something else 
that he missed that he didn't see uh, on the field that they could probably fix. But th this team has a lot of holes. And Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, firing him now, what would that prove, George? It's not going to prove anything. If that was the case, they should have done it early in the season. So they just might as well allow this thing to just play out. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in terms of the offense and just not, you know, playing well, I, I think part of it is, again, they don't have a whole lot of um, guys out there that have played a ton of, of football at times. Uh, when you think about, you know, offensive line, they've had so many injuries. You're starting Cam Fleming and Calvin Anderson at the tackles. That's not ideal, right? You've got Graham Glasgow at center, who's a nice player, but again, you, you know, he wasn't supposed to be playing center this year. Uh, you know, at receiver, Nick, um, and, and obviously I, you don't take anything away from these guys, but, uh, you know, four of your five active wide receivers are undrafted guys. Three of them are rookies, uh, or I think four of them, no, three of them are undrafted, four of them. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but a lot of guys that haven't played, right? Jalen Virgil, right, right. uh, Brandon Johnson, who had a nice touchdown grab, his first of his career. Uh, you know, Kendall Hinton's turned into be a really good player. Um, you know, but, but again, you've just got a bunch of guys that haven't played a ton of football. You know, we haven't seen Cortland Sutton be the, you know, the type of player that you need him to be. So you've got a lot of issues that I think are beyond just Hackett. Uh, the problem for Hackett, though, Nick, and I, I, I agree with you. What's the point of firing him with six games left, right? Like you don't get any advantage by doing that uh, unless you want to see Evero and see if he can be the interim. And I don't even know if he'd be the interim, but if you want to see him, see if he can be the head coach, I don't know. Uh, but like, there's no point in firing him until there's two games left. Cause I believe the rule is uh, you get like a two week head start. I think, is that right? To start interviewing and, and start yeah. talking to candidates. I so, think so. So that's when that's when if you want to do it in season, that's when you do it, right? You do it with two, you know, two or three games left, so you can start the process earlier if you're looking at that. Um, I also just I, I don't know, Nick. Like I don't know if firing him is the answer. Like I, I feel like everybody thinks that will help, but I real I honestly don't know. The problem for him, back to my previous point though, is when you look at the end of this season, they're on pace, Nick to have the worst offense since 1966 in franchise history. And no matter if it's because of injuries or you can blame a lot of it on maybe Russell Wilson, if you want to, whatever you want to blame it on the head coach, you can't let that happen. I mean, we're talking about 60 some years ago, yeah. uh, you know, and so that, that, that's an issue that you can't really get past on that side. So it's going to be interesting to see how, George Payton handles this because he's the guy that hired him, right? So if he fires him, it's kind of an indictment on him. And then we have no idea what this ownership group's going to do, right? I mean, they, they they didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett. So how, are they going to be impulsive? Are they going to pull the trigger early? Uh, do they do they wait till the end of the season? Like, how do they handle this? I think is going to be really interesting. But uh, I also thought, Nick, I don't know if you watched his press conference, uh, but that's probably the most angry I've seen him, or I, I, maybe not angry, but frustrated Again, we use that word a lot uh, after a game that I've seen him. He was very stern in his press conference. We have some audio here, Nick, uh, talking about, you know, guys needing to make plays, uh, missed opportunities. Uh, and it seems like it's the same answer every single week. But here's the audio from Nathaniel Hackett from Broncos.com. I mean, when you lose, you're always upset. 
and we have to be better. I think when you look at the turnover that was down uh, closer to the red zone there, uh, that was an opportunity. That was a big point swing. You know, I thought we did a good two-minute drive to get down there and um, have a chance to be able to get some points before half. Uh, but in the end, we all got to be better. It starts with me. Uh, we got to be better and uh, got to find a way to win some of these games. Nick, what was your reaction to? Did you have what was? The, I guess what was your takeaway from anything that Hackett said after the game? Because part of me thinks he's really frustrated, and then part of me walked away thinking he has some sort of insurance that you know he's going to be here at least one season. Like I, I think that there's some sort of confidence level that he's not going to get fired soon. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. What, what is giving you that indication? Uh, the level of confidence that, that well, the fact that he gets, I think, I think it's because the fact that he gets asked about it and he doesn't really seem concerned about his job status. And maybe that's just because that's just the way he is, right? Like Nathaniel Hackett is just a guy that doesn't seem to be bothered by that stuff. But the way he talks when asked about his job security, it's as if he knows I've still got time to figure this out. No, I don't look at it, at it that way, George. It's okay. You're a head coach, Mike Shanahan once told me head coaches are hired to be fired. And right now with the team struggling, I mean, he knows, Coach Hackett knows what's on the table. His father has gone through this situation. So, you know, with six games remaining and, and this being the completion of week 12 and being asked the same question, it's like, well, how many ways can you answer it, right? Do you really want to answer it? The writing may be on the wall. And if he may know himself, right, that he may not make it out of uh, this season. So why constantly worry about something that you have no control over? If the die has already been cast, as though most people have already figured, so why go up there and, and constantly answer the same question, right, over and over? You start talking about uh, the team, right? What, what do you feel needs to be improved? And you're right. It was kind of like the first time we've seen Coach Hackett express himself. I mean, he, he wasn't you know, yelling at the podium, but he was visibly, you know, frustrated because he knew this was a game that they could win. And there were a mountain of mistakes that occurred. When you look at the Broncos, right? Uh, traditionally, they have over a hundred yards and penalties, believe it or not, this was one of their better games with concern to penalty four for 44 yards. But the thing about those penalties that they were untimely penalties that set the offense back or put the defense in a tough spot. That That's kind of the situation. So, I mean, right now, Coach Hackett is showing his frustration on his sleeves, not in the way that some other coaches have, but he's just kind of, you know, letting us know these are the issues. I'm tired of standing up here as answering these questions. I wish Justin Alton was up here answering these questions or Rosberg was, uh, Rosenberg was answering these questions, but I'm the head coach. So all the blame sits with me. So I'm going to answer these questions, but I mean, what, what are we expecting? What are the fans expecting at this point of the season that Hack is going to be asked a question that he's been asked like 22 times and you're going to get a different answer? Nick, let me ask you this. When you look at the Broncos issues, how much of the blame do you put on Nathaniel Hackett? Because obviously everything at the end of the day falls on the head coach, right? They're always they're always the one that is technically responsible. But how much of the of this season do you put on him? I say 60-40. 60-40. It sounds like an absurd number, but it's 60-40, and here's why. 
because the coach's job all week long is to review the film, put his players in the right position to succeed and then make adequate adjustments, whether that's from possession to possession or at the halftime, right? So that's where Hackett is somewhat failed with his 60%. Now, the 40% is players. When you put in a position to make a play, you have to make a play. When you look at the drop balls, the misassignments, uh, execution issues, I can't really blame that on the head coach. I can't really do that because you get paid to go out there and perform your job. If you don't do a great job, I mean, that's on you as a player, but it still falls back on the head coach because he's the captain of the ship. And, and I, I've, I've been in these situations uh, far too many times where it's always on the coach. It's always on the player. It's a combination of both. It's just like when I look at the, the sport of NFL or any team sport, it is just that it is a team. The only singular sport I know is it's golf. It's you versus the course it's, it, itself, right? And that's not what's happening with the Broncos. So everyone shelters the blame, and that's why that word accountability uh, comes up. And Russell threw out another one, habit, right? Winning is a habit, and so is losing. And in my mind, some of those players in that locker room have accepted losing because it's just like the moment something goes wrong, the team is in a scoring position, there's a fumble, there's a sack. Now it's like, oh, here we go again. And the moment you say that, George, you have started down that road of accepting losing. Yeah, and that's where, you know, it's tough for me because I like Hackett. I think he's a good guy. Um I do think he said all the right things for the most part, right? Like he's not throwing anyone under the bus. Um, you know, he's he's pointing the finger at himself. Um, you know, he could easily point it at Russell Wilson if he really wanted to. I that would be a bad idea. Um, but you know, look, the guy's probably going to get fired, uh, and I, I I'm starting to think that. I, I thought maybe a few weeks ago that they'd give him a, a second chance, and and maybe it was better to you know keep him. Uh, and not start fresh, but I just think that there's just too much uh, that's gone wrong this season that they have to make a change or else people are going to be really upset if they don't. Um, you know, again, I think the frustration levels in the locker room are at an all-time high, and I don't think they're they're mad at Nathaniel Hackett necessarily, but there's just certain things, Nick, that I, I think have shown that maybe he wasn't ready for this yet, um, and that's where I'm at with him is like I, I just think that look, I think he, he knows what like he's doing in terms of like, he, he's not a, a, a stupid football coach, right? Like he's, he's been in the league for a while. His dad was in the league a long time. Like he, he understands the game, but I just think he maybe wasn't ready for this yet. And uh, I, I don't know, Nick, it, it's tough because I think you're right though, that, that there's sort of this, there needs to be a culture shift and the head coach can try and implement that all they want. I'm sure Vance Joseph and Vic Fangio, Try to do it too, right? Try to change the culture of the Denver Broncos and get them back to to their winning ways, right? Uh, and Nathaniel Hackett's probably tried his way of doing it. And maybe you can find the right guy to do that. But at the end of the day, it's also on the players to do that. Their yep. mentality has to change. They have to make game-winning plays. Uh, you know, we talk about this defense and how great they are. Maybe they need to come up with more big plays, right? Maybe they need to come up with, with more turnovers. Whatever it is, the offense – you know, Cortland Sutton needs to play like the $15 million receiver he's being paid to be, right? Russell Wilson needs to play like the quarter billion dollar quarterback that
that he's supposed to be. So uh, I think that at the end of the day, it's going to fall on Nathaniel Hackett, and he's probably going to have to fall on the sword and, and and be the guy that that's the scapegoat after this season. But uh, I think that should also be a reality check for the players to be like, man, we've had three different head coaches in the last, whatever, five, six years now. Uh, this guy just got fired in his first year. We also need to change. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm wrong about that, but that's kind of my take on it. No, but, you're, uh, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, that's the way you should look at it. If your coach is being fired, you haven't you have to deal with another position coach. What what did we not do? Obviously, you didn't handle your business, and this is why the transition is taking place. And that coach and that coaching staff, they have to accept their responsibility as well. So if Coach Hackett is fired at some point in the season or after the season I, I think about him his family and I think about some of the other coaches because not every coach on that staff is a bad coach and deserves to be fired but that's just how the business of football actually works and again that goes back to the frustration level I I, I think everybody has the right to be frustrated because at the end of the day jobs are on the line right coaches jobs are on the line these players they're playing for the next contract their jobs are on the line so the frustration levels are, are, are valid. But, Nick, we got to take a break, uh, and then let's dive into some more stuff. Uh, specifically, I know you have some, some numbers to throw at me, uh, and we, we can dive into those after this. 